This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Welcome to the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. We're going to be talking all about the latest and greatest apps out there for iPhones, Androids, smart TVs, anything that uh, uses apps. Before we get to uh, our Hot 5 and our different Facebook and iPhone tips, uh, let's talk about some of the app news. And this was kind of an interesting uh, thing for me, Graham. Uh, There's actually a uh, way to, I don't know what it is, crowdsource EpiPens? Yeah. It's a new app. Yeah. How does this work? So so essentially, I mean, if you're an EpiPen carrier... um Typically, you should have one on you if you have anaphylactic reactions. Um, and so if you don't, or if someone that you know doesn't have their EpiPen with them, um, you, you can be in serious trouble. And so essentially, this app creates a crowdsourced network where uh, you can find other people that have EpiPens in a short period of time uh, because the app does have this location service built in. So by using the GPS and uh, essentially this backend network of knowing where uh, EpiPens are, you can find an EpiPen in emergency, and possibly save someone's life. This is kind of cool. So uh, how long do people have when they go into anaphylactic shock? Uh, I mean, it can be less than 15 minutes. Okay, they have that long, though. It, sometimes, yes. yes. I mean, severe allergies can be, can be quite a bit quicker. So, you know, again, <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here. If you have severe allergies, you probably carry an EpiPen with you. Uh, but in the instance where you don't, um, this could actually, it's, uh, it, it could be a life-saving device. I think this is fantastic. So obviously, if you are potentially in need of an EpiPen, you sign up for this. Uh, but if you've got EpiPens in certain locations, whether it's your home or business, uh, this would could be a lifesaver for people. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's also, I mean, and I would recommend this to everyone. Uh, there are some really great YouTube videos to figure out how to use an EpiPen. It's really simple. Blue to the sky, orange to the thigh. Um, but I would actually recommend going and checking out those videos um, and, and making sure that you know what you're doing. Um, we should all know that because you never know where you might be in a situation where you need to administer an EpiPen. We've heard a lot about Facebook uh, in the news for the past few weeks with the whole uh, Cambridge Analytical scandal. Up to 87 million people now have uh, apparently been compromised as far as their private information. One way that Facebook uh, was actually accessing information was actually scraping Android phones, uh, phone numbers and contacts. Yeah, so the Facebook app on uh, earlier versions of Android uh, essentially asked for some very wide-ranging permissions, including being able to read your call log. Um, and so because of the you know more open nature of Android, uh, those permissions were, did give Facebook the ability to scrape that data, and then that data was in turn sold to Cambridge Analytica, where Facebook has said this this week that they believe it wasn't used for nefarious purposes, which means that they have no idea. They believe. Oh they my believe. God! I don't. Tr- I don't believe a thing they say anymore. Yeah. No. Nor should you. I mean, at this point, and we've been we've been ringing this alarm bell for years, saying, "Hey, everybody, you're putting your personal information online." If you are not paying for the service, you are the product. Literally, your information is being sold. And of course, you know, a, a lot of us were kind of looked at as uh, as conspiracy nuts. But no, this actually was a thing that was happening. So maybe next time we say, worry about it, start worrying about it. So this, uh, and the story here is that this never happened on iPhones. The iPhone does have a more locked down permission system. Apple is pretty... Um, vehement about protecting user privacy. Um, They have come out on more than one occasion. They've said no to the FBI on unlocking phones for people. They said, we can't do it. And they they can't. They don't have the technology because they've created a secure system. But the permission system, when it comes to apps, um, 
is is very very much locked down um which i think a lot of users are starting to look at and in the past they've you know we've they've railed against the the walled garden but the walled garden is actually turning out to be much better for personal security um so it's uh, it's something that i think a lot of people are looking at and reconsidering their opinions now because it is turning out to be a better choice for people who don't want their data sold well, we'll keep rolling on the Facebook stories here. Uh, Facebook uh, this past week actually temporarily uh, blocked new apps from joining the platform. I believe this is actually the very definition of closing the barn door after the horses have run away. <laughs> and those horses are gone. They're gone. Yeah, they, they left the county. <laughs> we don't know where they could be. They could be in Russia. They, we, I, we don't know. But <laughs> So they're doing this because they, they're trying to get get their act together. And and this really goes back to the sloppy nature of Facebook in general. I mean, this, this system started in 2006 where Mark Zuckerberg very famously said, I don't know why these idiots trust me. Um, you know, essentially we've been giving Facebook our data for over 12 years now. Um, and they've been doing exactly what they probably thought they were going to do with it, which is sell it to everyone. Um, by shutting this down, by turning off uh, new apps and, uh, and um, new platforms, <laughs> this is really too little too late. Um, I mean, they're going to try to fix it. And, you know, here's the thing. They've got a 1.2 billion user install base. That has been falling drastically. Um, we've been, like, I've actually seen my friends list paired back um, in an impressive way. Like, people who in the past have said, I'm quitting Facebook, and, you know, they're back the next day. They've been, they've been gone for a week and a half, two weeks now, and there's really no sign of them coming back. So this is kind of an interesting one for Facebook. Yeah, okay, sure, you've, you've turned this off now. Um, what happens to all the people you've already lost? Yeah, exactly. So Facebook has made some changes uh, over the past uh, week, and, and here's some of them which are kind of interesting. And you probably didn't even know they were doing this to begin with, and you're probably going to be scared. Uh, search by phone number or email will no longer work. Uh, Facebook says it discovered malicious actors were using them to pair one piece of information with someone's identity, and then cycling through IP addresses to avoid being blocked by Facebook. Absolutely unreal. <laughs> Nefarious. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Facebook login, uh, we're going to have a new stricter review process and apps. They're not going to be able to get users' personal information or activity, and they'll lose access if after three months of the user not using that app anymore. And I'm, I went through and actually looked at my apps and saw how much data they were pulling, and I was horrified. There's no reason why anybody needs to see where I went to school or what my current job is, unless I've very specifically told them that. Also now, uh, apps won't be able to collect information on uh, things like sexual and religious affiliation. We can see that that was probably used very much in targeting over the course of the last two years. You think so? Yep. Uh, And account recovery uh, will no longer show the identity of a user when someone submits their email or phone number to... Uh, prevent scraping again. This one's kind of an interesting one for me. I have a very common name. Um, Graham Williams is actually, it's like the the Welsh John Smith. <laughs> and so I actually have uh, that Gmail address. I get email from all around the world. And there is someone somewhere in the world who is absolutely convinced that I have his Facebook account because he keeps trying to do a password reset. Really? If, if they could fix that one for me, I'd be super happy about so it. So you, you, you have like a super password. For I, I, I have, I've, so password, actually, that's the one thing I would say is in addition to having a great password, go turn on two-factor authentication. It's in your settings under password. Um, it puts a code generator into your Facebook app where you can have it send a text message to you. Um, that's a good way to secure your system. Let's look at another uh, story in the news. You're uh, listening to the app show right now. We're talking about uh, app news. Uh, the Instagram 
app disappeared from the Apple Watch. Like a number of apps are disappearing from the Apple Watch now. I think a lot of companies are looking at it and saying, the Apple Watch is a great place for notifications. It's a great place for quick responses. It's not a great place for consuming content. And I kind of looked at this when the Apple Watch first came out and said, why are we doing this here? Yes. Um, You know, Apple famously has said that they want you to use the smallest platform possible for the most tasks possible. So for the watch, you know, getting your text messages or seeing that there is an email and possibly reading the email Uh, replying to text messages, checking your calendar events, knowing the time, God forbid. Um, These are things that are all done well on a watch. Browsing beautiful image-related content on a screen that is literally the size of a quarter. It's It's stupid. stupid. Yeah. And it wasn't wasn't really made for that. It was slow. It was clunky. And I always kind of looked at it and just went... You know, in the time that it takes this darned image to load on my on my watch, I'm pulling my phone out and checking it out anyway, where I'm seeing it in higher resolution and I can reply with the keyboard and I can like or share the, the image. It, you know, um, there are a lot of companies, like you said, that are doing this. The Apple Watch is not the right place for some, well, uh, there's some a, apps. Yeah, there's a, a bunch of standalone apps that uh, have uh, disappeared now. Uh, Amazon, Google Maps, uh, eBay. That's not to say you're not going to get notifications for them, but they're not going to have like a specific app made for the watch. And I agree with that. Like I, I love my Apple watch. Uh, I don't, I can't live without it now. Uh, I love the health and fitness tracking It's amazing for that. The notifications as far as email and also text messages and being able to respond, uh, a fantastic tool for that. But again, I'm not going to sit on that watch and, you know, scroll through an app. Yeah. And I mean, this, this goes for Android wear as well, right? Like, Looking at these platforms, consuming large quantities of information or consuming high-resolution image data or consuming video data on your watch is not the right place for it, at least not at this given moment in time. I'll tell you where it's going to be the right place. Do you want some futurism? I'm going to give you some futurism. Okay. The next step is going to be our augmented reality glasses, our mixed reality glasses. Not anytime soon, but that's where we're going to see the tie-in between whatever is on your wrist if the display is out in front of your face, that's going to make more sense, but we're not well, there. Because it's going to be giant. Then. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just, don't put it on this tiny display, put it somewhere big, put it somewhere beautiful. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if you saw this story. Uh, in BC here, up, uh, up north, Greyhound bus actually services uh, a number of the cities there, but uh, they're leaving some of the cities because it's just not profitable uh, anymore. Uh, but uh, an app, a car pooling app has actually... Uh, I guess, uh, ask for permission to operate and kind of take its place. And this is a great use of this type of technology, being able to have this sort of crowd share or, uh, you know, group sourced technology. I use something very similar to this in Mexico. Um, I was traveling between two cities and uh, essentially there is an app that pairs you up with people that are driving between cities. Um, I could have taken the bus. I could have taken a variety of different things. I could have taken a cab. Would have cost me a fortune, cost me next to nothing. And I got to meet some really cool people. And I got it with both my kidneys. Really cool. <laughs> so this uh, app is called Papa Ride, and uh, you can actually make a little bit of money on this as well. Yeah. If so, you sign up. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I love to road trip. I think it's one of the most fun things on the planet. And if you find people who are verified and cool and, you know, they, they need a ride from place to place, um, I, think that's a, I think that's a good choice. Well, uh, before we uh, get to our uh, segment after the break, we'll be talking uh, about a, a web app that uh, brings the mechanic to you. You don't have to go to the garage anymore. Uh, we'll give you the lowdown on that, but uh, let's learn something about our iPhone. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do we got, Graham? So this week's iPhone tip of the week, it's one of my favorites. It's going back to Night Shift. Do you know about Night Shift? No. Night yes, Sh- Night Shift. That's... Um, 
when it changes the, the screen temperature color. Exactly. So when you're going to bed, um, the blue light that comes off your screen during the day, which is great for being able to see the screen during bright light uh, you know, scenarios and times, uh, is, is actually detrimental to you. It, it can make it harder to fall asleep. There's a number of studies out there that prove this. Um, and so night shift is this uh, feature that will cut down the amount of blue light on your iPhone or your iPad. And you can turn it on automatically. But um, there is actually a, uh, a toggle for this that you can put into Control Center, but it's, it's gone in iOS 11.3. You can put it back in, but you can actually find a quicker way of accessing this. So to find Night Shift, swipe down from the top right-hand side of the screen, and you'll be able to uh, see your brightness uh, slider. If you force press on that, press hard on that, you'll actually see in the bottom left-hand corner, Night Shift is there. So tap on that, and you will be able to turn Night Shift on or off. In the evening hours, you may want to turn night shift off if you have something that's color accurate that you need to see. So if you have a picture or you've got a movie that you want to watch that you want to make sure that it is the right color tone, turn night shift off and turn it back on when you're done. So that's this week's iPhone tip of the week. Turn night shift on and off. We have lots more to talk about on the app show this week. Uh, We've got our hot five. This week, it's the hot five privacy apps. I think a very timely hot five. Uh, Of course, uh, we'll also be telling you what's streaming on Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Crave TV. And we'll uh, have our various uh, apps of the week, including uh, our travel app uh, uh, as well, and as well as our fitness app. When we come back from the break, how would you like to have the mechanic come to you? Well, we've got an app for that. You're listening to the app show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Well, I think one of the things that uh, I hate doing is taking my car into the mechanic, not because I hate mechanics, but because typically there's a whole process involved. I've got to go down to the garage and I got to leave my car there. And then somehow I've either got to get someone to pick me up while it's being repaired or take the bus back uh, home. Well, on the line, uh, I want to talk to uh, our guest who's got a, a cool new uh, web application called Go Wrench Auto. Colton, thanks for joining us today. No worries. Thanks for having me. GoWrenchAuto.com. Uh, this is a web app, so you can access it from any web browser, uh, either on your uh, you know PC, your laptop, uh, or mobile phones. Tell our listeners uh, the premise of it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so GoWrenchAuto is um, essentially disrupting the way you get your vehicle repaired and maintained. Uh, so we are a mechanic shop on wheels. Uh, so what that means, instead of you having to take time out of your busy schedule, or take time away from uh, your kids or from the weekend. Um, now you can have a mechanic come straight to your home or work seven days a week to complete uh, over 500 different types of repairs and maintenance. So I can go on the website, I can actually book an appointment, and they'll come right to my house. I don't even have to get out off my couch. Exactly. So the same amount of time it takes you to order a pizza, <laughs> you can actually have your vehicle booked in for repairs. So what kind of uh, services uh, do I have uh, access to? Uh, so like I said, there's over 500 different types of repairs. Um, so right now we do everything from your basic oil change to replacing a light bulb uh, to even uh, replacing alternators, starters, suspensions, uh, and the list goes on and on. Uh, we do also do uh, interior detailing as well. And so... Uh the, the the mechanics that you work with, do they work uh, directly for GoWrench or are these uh, kind of freelance guys? Yeah, so the mechanics work directly with us. Um, so all the mechanics, they're, they're vetted, they're licensed um, as well, and they have multiple years experience on them. And what's the pricing like compared to going down to your, you know, your local garage? 
Um, so you would think that with a service that comes directly to you and is uh, open seven days a week, that it's going to be a premium uh, price. Well, that's not the case with us. Uh, so because we are a mobile service, um, we don't have the massive overhead costs of having a physical location. Uh, so we actually come in 10 to 30% cheaper uh, than your traditional shop. So we're saving people time and money now. So, for example, like what would an oil change roughly ballpark pricing be? Uh, so for an oil change, uh, you're looking at $57.99 uh, for like your regular conventional oil change. Uh, so essentially around the same price as uh, like a Jiffy Lube. Uh, but the real savings comes in when you start getting into repairs and the cost of parts and labor and stuff like that. And how do they deal with that? Like, what if I don't know what's wrong with my car? I just know it's not running. <laughs> no worries. So uh, so there's two different types of, uh, of, of calls that we would get. So people who know exactly what they need uh, and they've had a diagnosed before or people, uh, they don't know what they need. They just hear... Uh, they hear a strange noise coming, the vehicle won't start, or there's an engine light on the vehicle. So if people don't know what they need, then our, our knowledgeable phone staff will try and figure it out over the phone, or we send the mechanic down to do a diagnostic so we know exactly what the problem is, and then we can get them uh, repaired and back on the road. Are there only uh, certain types of cars that you'll service? Uh, nope. So we've, we've serviced all makes and models before, so anything from your uh, you know, traditional Ford Focus, we've also you know, worked on some high-end vehicles as well. And uh, what uh, are, what cities would you guys be in uh, at the moment? Uh, so right now we're in over 45 cities, uh, ranging anywhere from uh, southern Ontario also to the lower mainland of BC. Very cool. And uh, how long have you guys been doing this again? Uh, so GoRange started uh, about three years ago, and since then we've rapidly grown um, and have serviced thousands of vehicles, and we onboard new customers every single day. Talking with Colton from GoWrenchAuto.com, a great uh, web app for uh, people that uh, would like the mechanic to come to their home. Thanks for joining us today, Colton. When we come back from the break, it's the Hot 5. This week, Hot 5 privacy apps. You'll want to stay tuned for this. You're listening to The App Show with Mike and Graham. Back after this break. You are back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with uh, my friend Graham Williams. Before we get to the uh, Hot 5, Graham, you have got a Facebook tip with it for us. And it's not deleting Facebook. <laughs> it's for users still using Facebook. That's right. So the uh, with Facebook, one of the biggest challenges, and I actually ran into this a few weeks ago when I tried to do this manually, is deleting uh, apps and logins. And so doing this through the website actually is still fairly manual. But if you want to bulk delete uh, app settings, you can actually do that now. And so under settings, if you go to app settings, uh, you'll have the opportunity to select more than one uh, app all at one time. You'll see these little... Um, uh, circles on the side, you can check off each one under logged in with Facebook and click remove. So go to settings and privacy, go down to account settings, scroll down to apps, uh, pick the first option, which is logged in with Facebook, choose all of the apps that you want to delete, and then hit the remove button and you are good to go. Thank you, Graham. The weekly app, Hot 5. We're going to talk about uh, the Hot 5 this week. This week, it's the Hot 5 privacy apps. Very timely, don't you think? I think it's very timely. <laughs> uh, number five, the Hot 5 this week. Number five hot privacy app would be Bitdefender Antivirus, the free version for Android. So having antivirus on your device is pretty important if you are in an ecosystem that does have malware that can show up. Android is one of those places. And Bitdefender is a great way of stepping in between you and things that may try to steal your data, your telephone numbers, uh, your, your call logs, your text messages, your pictures. Um, there was a, an app very famously not too long ago that did that. I think they called it Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Back in the old days. Yeah. We're talking about the Hot 5 
privacy apps this week. Number four, Ghostery. And this is an internet privacy add-on available for Android and iOS uh, devices and a, as an alternative browser. Yeah, so basically Ghostery uh, takes all of the web traffic that is typically trackable and uh, removes that from your interaction with uh, with different websites. So uh, advertising networks, internet companies that track your habits online can't do that. Um, we're actually seeing a lot of these features built into both Chrome and Safari now, but Ghostery actually goes a step, a step even further and tries to keep you absolutely invisible um, for all of that web traffic. Does that not work like the same as incognito mode on Chrome? Incognito mode on Chrome combined with do not track, you're getting close to what Ghostry will do. So Ghostry is like the next level of being off the grid when you're web surfing. That's right. Yeah, it's, it, You're not quite into Tor and Onion network browsing, which should scare a lot of people out there. It shouldn't. It's, it's just another way to browse anonymously, um, but it's not quite there. It's sort of a, a middle ground. Talking about the hot five privacy apps this week. Number three, LastPass. So LastPass, I personally, I recommend a key uh, a password keeper for anyone. And LastPass is a great uh, premium app for Android, iOS, Windows uh, that basically is a password vault. So it keeps all of your passwords inside a secure file. It's a password generator. So when you're going to sign up for new accounts, it will recommend a password for you. And it's a browser. So you can browse the web and, and load all of these uh, passwords into it. Uh, there are plugins for other browsers for LastPass, but it actually is a, a standalone um, solution should you want it to be. This is a must-have, like you were saying. Uh, I think we've seen now with Facebook and some of these other privacy uh, breaches, and we're seeing more and more, like even this week, uh, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue, they've been hacked, customers information is out there. It is important that you have secure passwords for all the apps and websites that you're using. And you can't use the same one for every website because that just opens you up. It's not if, it's when. It's going to happen. The, the second one gets hacked, you're done if you're using that 1Password. So use a system like 1Password or like LastPass to lock those passwords away in a password vault and use good, strong passwords. Hot five privacy apps this week. Number two, WickerMe. WickerMe is kind of a cool app. This actually is end-to-end encrypted messaging, which you can find in iOS. Uh, Facebook does also have their secret conversation, which they purport to be uh, end-to-end encrypted. I'm not sure I believe them. Um, (laughs) But it allows you to send private self-destructing messages, so text, photo, video, voice, to other Wicker contacts. So if you have a conversation that you would like to remain private, uh, Wicker is a great way to do that. You can also password protect the app itself, which prevents people from getting in there. That is good. That's kind of handy. I wish I had that on my 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 iOS uh, messaging programs. It, it it's nice and secure, especially when we're going across the border. I I travel a lot, and um, you know, right now the Canadian border guards and the U.S. border guards can demand your device and can also ask you to unlock it. Uh, and if you don't, they can get you to um, uh, they they can actually withhold giving the device back. So locking the apps is one way to do this. Um, the other thing that you can do and something that I'd recommend if you have sensitive data, wipe the phone before you cro- go across the border. That's a good idea. And uh, with iCloud and with uh, restoring from uh, from uh, Google Play, at this point, you can basically get across the border, find some Wi-Fi, hit a button, and in a couple of hours, you can have your phone back the way that it was. And border guards can't pick into it. And my respect to border guards out there, I love you all. You have no business in my phone. Back off. What are you hiding, Graham? Everything. Graham Williams of Vancouver or New Westminster. <laughs> I've got a huge My Little Pony collection. That's not actually true. Care Bears. We're talking about the uh, Hot 5 privacy apps here this week on the App Show. Number one, this is uh, uh, one of the big uh, 
private messaging uh, programs. It's called Signal. Yeah, and I use Signal. I think Signal is a great way to have uh, secure conversations that are, again, end-to-end encrypted. Um, It's all-in-one messaging. It does voice calls. Uh, You can uh, do group messages. You can send pictures and video. It will connect with a contact list um, that you create, and they don't keep um, so basically, it's it's like a peer-to-peer contact list where it will check other people on Signal, and they've designed a way that they can flag themselves on your app without actually without Signal having a record of who those people are. Um, so this is a really it's an incredibly secure program. Um, it's free, uh, and it is I think probably one of the uh, one of the best secure messaging platforms out there. That was the hot five privacy apps uh, this week. These are great apps for looking after your personal information. And again, number five was Bitdefender Antivirus. Number four was Ghostery, a great uh, alternative browser for keeping you anonymous on the internet. LastPass, a standout password manager. Wicker, uh, a great uh, end-to-end encrypted messaging app. And also number one was Signal, which is uh, kind of the uh, one of the, the best known ones out there for uh, completely encrypted messaging and voice calls uh, as well. We've got a crazy app this week, uh, Graham. What is it? Fujicam. So you've used disposable cameras in the past. Yes, the Fujicams. Remember those things? You buy them. I forget how much they were in the past. Ten bucks? Yeah, they were made out of cardboard. Twenty bucks, yeah. Yeah, it had a, had a, a distinctive click. I have one sitting like, in my nightstand. It sounded like, it sounded like you were going to break it in half when you were using it. Yes. Yeah. And so um, someone has designed an app here that replicates the stunning experience of owning this <laughs> right down to the tiny little viewfinder. So, I mean, we're used to shooting with our phones right now and you've got anywhere between a four inch to a 5.8 inch screen. Yes. Uh, that's, you know, this big, beautiful viewfinder. They take it down to about a quarter inch <laughs> and you look through Cause, that. Cause you want that. Cause you want that. Yes. Um, now the one thing I haven't checked here, I do have to load this app up. I, if they don't have it, they need to add it. They need to add the feature where if the phone speaker is turned on, you can, use the screen to scrub across like you're winding the film and get that noise as you do. I think that's an important part of this experience if they don't have it already. You can also put the date stamp on it. Okay, that's cool. And do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, with the Fuji pictures that you got from there? It was it was like it was burned into the Yeah, image. so you can set it back to 1998. Perfect. And, uh, and get crappy instant pictures. The, the other thing here is with these instant pictures and with these cameras, you used to get light leak. And so, yes, yes. so it was like, it was like, it was like basically like a burn coming across the image, which uh, people, I guess, found so charming that they had to replicate it in this app. That was our crazy app of the week available for iOS. It's free. Fujicam spelled H-U-G-I-I, kind of like Fujicam of olden days. When we come back, it's streaming time. We're going to find out what's happening in the world of Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV. Plus, we'll get our fitness app. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show. Still lots more to talk about. Before we get to streaming online this week with Netflix, Amazon, and Crave, let's get our fitness app of the week. What do we have, Graham? Our fitness app of the week is an app called Kilo. So this is a high-intensity training app that gets you fit and quick uh, in a very short period of time. So it takes full advantage of training strategies, providing you sort of fast-paced workouts that last a very short period of time and deliver results when done three times a week. Uh, it does both bodyweight workouts and workouts with equipment. So whether you're in the gym or you're at home, there's no excuse not to torch some calories. I love that because you're not always going to be at the gym. And you said this one can work uh, at the home or even the office, I guess. Yeah. So basically, if you've got between 7 and 20 minutes, you can take a few minutes and use Kilo and 
do a high-intensity workout. Kilo, that's the fitness app of the week. Streaming this week. Graham, let's have a look at uh, some of the cool TV shows and movies happening uh, on the streaming services. We're going to start with uh, Netflix. This week, Ash versus the Evil Dead, the season two is starting. Ash, I had to summon you. Help me retrieve the book and send them back to hell. Oh, you need my help. Here's so uh, this has uh, been going for a while. Uh, what was the original movie this was based on? This is based on a movie by Sam Raimi called Evil Dead. Yes. Which was then remade into a higher budget version of itself called Evil Dead 2. And finally, in a medieval fantasy where Ash is sent back to the Middle Ages uh, called Army of Darkness. And this is now a TV series set in present day. Yes. I and own they're going c- after zombies. Yeah, deadites in particular. They are summoned by the Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. And uh, when Ash did not speak the words, Klaatu, Verata, Nikto, uh, they were summoned to... Uh, you know way too much about I own this. 11 copies of Army of Darkness. Did you like the series? Uh, I, I've actually only seen the first episode of season one. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to binge season one and then get caught up so I can watch season two. Next up here on Netflix, uh, if you care about the environment or one of uh, uh, the fans of Al Gore, an inconvenient sequel, Truth to Power. It's supposed to be 70 degrees today. It's freezing here. Speaking of global warming, where is we need some global warming? It's freezing. The most criticized scene in the movie An Inconvenient Truth was showing that the combination of sea level rise and storm surge would flood the 9-11 memorial site. And people said, what a terrible exaggeration. Hurricane Sandy slammed into New York City last night, flooding the World Trade Center site. Oh. (laughs) Whoa, that came true. Yeah. I I just recently spent some time in New Orleans and uh, seeing a city that was 80% underwater after Hurricane Katrina, uh, it really sort of opens your eyes to the problems that global warming and climate change are causing. This next one, uh, for fans of Prison Break, they uh, remade the series uh, or added a season, season five, uh, available now on Netflix. I died seven years ago. Left behind a wife, a son, and a brother. But the dead talk. If you listen. What was my father like? It was like a storm. And he would show up in your life, and then he would disappear. The storms, they can come back, can't they? Storms, they can come back, can't they? If you were a fan of the Prison Break series... Michael and his uh, brother, Lincoln Schofield, uh, Teabag, one of my favorite uh, evil characters. Uh, You'll probably like this fifth season. I got to be honest, I watched it. I was a huge Prison Break fan. It didn't live up to the previous four seasons, uh, but I still kind of enjoyed it. You haven't seen it yet, have you? I've only seen season one and season two. Uh, Teabag Teabag actually shows up in another series called Breakout Kings. I saw that. And and they, they get him in that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I should catch up. I enjoy, I enjoyed season one, like you wouldn't believe. And season two kind of lost me, but I'll have to give it a go on Amazon prime video. The missing season two. Do you know the name Alice Webster? The British girl. She was abducted in 2003. Yesterday. She came back. 
She came back. Uh, a great British series about uh, a young girl who went missing and many years later comes back. What kind of craziness uh, ensues? Also, uh, here on Amazon Prime, we've got the uh, the Florida Project, uh, which uh, stars William Defoe. Really amazing. These are the rooms we're not supposed to go in. But let's go anyway. Could you give us some change, please? The doctor said we have asthma and we got to eat ice cream yeah. right away. Here you go. This was a, a fascinating movie. Uh, basically, it takes place in this uh, hotel, this low-budget hotel, uh, where a lot of uh, poor folk live uh, down in Florida off the freeway. And uh, William Defoe, great uh, actor, plays the uh, the hotel manager. Hmm. Interesting. And you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I, I highly recommend it. <laughs> Finally, on uh, Crave TV, we've got abortion stories that women tell. I'm 17, and I'm having a little girl. How is it that you don't want her, but you are forcing me to keep her? Honestly, if I'd have had a child with that man, I'd have killed myself. Really uh, emotional uh, documentary. Uh, I highly recommend uh, you see it uh, from HBO uh, and their documentary series that uh, they put out. When we come back from the break, it's Travel App of the Week here on the App Show. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike and Graham here in studio. It's Travel App of the Week, and this one is really cool, especially if you do business travel called Travel Bank. Yeah, so essentially all of the information that you need when you're traveling, and there's a lot of things. Um, you know, we need to know our flight times, our itinerary, uh, hotel bookings, uh, travel rewards programs. Um, and in some cases, you're going to want to track expenses as well. I mean, uh, you, you and I both do a lot of traveling for business. And and I suck at tra- uh, keeping track of expenses. <laughs> Which is why I expense everything. Yes. Um, so there, uh, the travel expenses can actually be tracked inside the app as well. So Travel Bank is a great way of kind of consolidating all of that stuff in one place, giving you a single point of contact. Uh, there are a lot of apps out there that do this, but this is actually, it's a really nicely designed app that uh, is, is relatively easy to use. I love that because you can actually snap pictures of your receipts. It's got instant scan technology. You can keep track of mileage as well. And if you're traveling with coworkers, uh, it can actually help you all be coordinated. Yeah. So you know where you're going to be, when you're going to be, and in some cases, why you're going to be there. And we're traveling next week. We are, yeah. I'm going to use this. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it installed, so yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, how come you're so clever? Well, you know. Crazy. That again was uh, called Travel Bank, available uh, for uh, iOS. Is that available for Android as well? I believe it is. No, Apple. Apple, Apple. Uh, looks like uh, we're almost out of time for the app show. Don't forget to uh, also listen to our sister show, Get Connected. We've been doing that for over 15 years now. Canada's number one tech radio show. We talk all about the latest and greatest technology, news, helpful tips and tricks uh, to get you through the day without uh, having any issues with your computers, uh, your digital cameras, and your smartphones uh, as well. I want to thank everyone that helps put the app show together, including uh, my co-host, Graham Williams, Christina Stoyanova, who's one of the producers, and her co-host will be actually coming back, uh, I think, uh, in about 10 days. We're excited about that. <laughs> and I also want to give a, a shout-out to... Uh, Ava Agarbo for uh, helping uh, put together some of the segments as well. Thanks, Ava. Thank you, Ava. 
Mike Graham signing off for the App Show. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.